Hi. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to Tina Chat. With Harry and... Zara. Pa- and Danny today. And Danny. Woo! Yeah, we got a guest. Hi, Danny. Hello. This is exciting. <laughs> this is exciting. It is exciting. Hanny? Hanny? Danny is um, on Zoom at the minute and... Um, Harry and I are not the most tech-savvy people, so if he sounds like he's inside a can of soup, it's because that he basically is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, to be fair, if, people, if, you, if you listen before, it's not... <laughs> we literally just set up a microphone that we barely understand, record it, and yeah. then that's it. <laughs> it's we, very raw, very raw it, yeah. stuff. But yeah. Um, okay, very important to get started. Harry and I, second week in a row, have... Two cups of tea. Yes. Tea in the chat. Danny, do you have a drink? Are you letting the side down? I do. I don't have tea, but because I'm not really a tea drinker, it makes me sleepy. Um, oh. And we've had we've had a heavy night, so I need <laughs> sugar. So I have a diet. I have a diet coke. That's nice. Fine. Nice. We'll accept we it. love that. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. One other. Um, what's the word? announcement is we've just seen our neighbour <laughs> getting ready with the lawnmower so we will do what we can we might have <laughs> so to call it's, it's stopped raining so we'll see um, we'll get we'll get started and then if it gets going we'll maybe we'll pause and then we'll go from there we'll figure it out yeah <laughs> anyway today is exciting so Danny is here from he's speaking to us today from London and Danny is currently an agent in London, um, and he's going to tell us a little bit about himself in a minute. But yeah, today's episode is all about agencies, how to apply for them, what it's like having an agent, do you need an agent, all that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I guess it's a, an insight from the perspective of Danny as well to see, like you know, what his viewpoints, his ideas. Because I think I think sometimes agents can be sort of viewed in a certain way, depending on your bubble and how people <laughs> talk about agencies and stuff. So hopefully Danny will quash any bad ideas, which I'm sure you will. <laughs> I'm sure. So Okay. The lawnmower has started. If it gets any worse we'll pause and come back. Okay. <laughs> yeah, any sudden stops. <laughs> I know. I'll yeah, it'll be fun. We'll be tossing a coin over who's editing this <laughs> podcast. Um, okay, so Danny, tell us a bit about you. Tell us a bit about like your journey, who you are. Yes, yeah, so I am. Yeah, I live in London, like Sarah said. And I am well into my thirties now, so we are of the older bracket. Um, I was a performer myself for about eight to ten years, um, mainly like holiday parks, character work, working abroad, production shows. Um, And then I just decided a few years ago that it was time for me to step away from it, but I wanted to stay in the business in some form. So I flitted for a few years, like casting, running events. And then at the start of this year, I fell into becoming an agent. So now, yeah, I work for an agency. And yeah, I look after a book of actors. So, yeah, my background is performance, but now we are, yeah, well in the other side of the field. I like that. I think that's good. I think, as you know, coming in that direction, you're going to have a, a good understanding of both sides now, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? Like, understanding the perspective of your clients and stuff is, is an important thing. 
you know, which obviously most agents will have a good understanding here. But I think it's nice to know, I find, there's a bit of reassurance when you've got an agent who's... Also worked. Yeah, yeah. it's like, you, okay, you, you, you understand, <laughs> which, yeah, I think it's good. I think it's a good thing. Um, I feel like you have to because... I mean, you, there is probably agents out there that don't have never worked in the field or don't understand the field, but I think it'd be really hard to navigate if you didn't understand auditions, self-tapes, you know? I think it'd be a lot harder. Yeah, of yeah. course. Do you think it makes a difference in the way of, like, negotiating with casting directors? I don't know if you do much of that in that way, but if there was some, say, a really last-minute self-tape or something you know i mean a little bit of a, a situation where you're like oh i don't know this is a bit does it help in a way of negotiation do you know what i'm trying to say there yeah i think it does because i think you understand like being the other side of the coin you understand how last minute the industry can be so mm. you have the understanding to be quick on your feet and you can get self-tapes turned around within four hours five hours yeah you can get people to auditions in a short space of time whereas I think some people that are not in our industry think that that turnaround is crazy and not acceptable. Whereas because we're so used to that being a thing, you can make things happen in a short space of time. Well, you have to. Yeah, yeah. Of you have to think on your feet. <laughs> so what, in, with the agency you work with right now, what does your day look like? Like, how does it work? What, what do you do? What's your day-to-day life as an agent? So day-to-day is I will... So start with, it depends on the stage I'm at with people so my day could be looking over people's spotlight looking over people's social media and seeing what needs adding what might need improving do they need new headshots yeah is their show real or dance real or whatever real up to scratch in terms of how they are now um, mm. so we work from the ground up I think some people just assume that we just submit people all day five days a week but we look at people's spotlight we look at how they can be going to workshops themselves and then so I'll do that some days and then most days I'll be looking on spotlight looking on other websites reaching out to casting directors um, to flag clients to submit them and yeah that is my week but yeah we don't just sit on spotlight all week like we will reach out to casting directors personally and say i've got this person i think they'll be great for this that i've seen you're doing um so yeah it's a mix between submitting people and also improving people in their craft really that's a lot isn't it a lot yeah. of management stuff that i think people don't necessarily think about it do they i think you definitely i mean i'm sure all three of us have been in conversations with other performers where People are like, oh, my agent's not doing anything for me. But a lot of the stuff you're talking about is so behind the scenes. You're not going to call up a client and say, oh, by the way, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, because you haven't got the time to do that. Yeah. No, and I think that's a big thing with this industry, which you probably know this too, like, that, that you don't really know, unless you ask, you don't really know what your agent is doing. So I think that is why a lot of the time people do say, oh, they're doing nothing for me, because you don't send over a spreadsheet every week of everything you've done for yeah. them. So yeah. I think that's sometimes where the communication can get lost. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose if every... I mean, if you have a big book of clients as well, and you, you'd waste so much time doing that oh, if you were to do that. Uh, I think another yeah. thing, though, like day-to-day life, people... If you send an email to someone, regardless of whether you're in whatever industry you're in, I feel like sometimes you can get consumed with the fact, oh, why haven't they got back? But you, we all sort of, I feel, forget everyone's got their own things going on in life. Yeah. Like they're all little... They might be at home with their family, they might be on holiday, do you know what I mean? So many other things happening 
because of that one faction we've done that's like that's the only connection we have with that person yeah 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 so as an agent talk to us a little bit about the industry from your side of things like i don't know anything you feel relevant but i guess as a performer we see it as one way we see it as we well there's so much that goes into this i guess um we've got written down here what like the do's and don'ts because mm. i think you you definitely get told oh do this do that or whatever but I'm, I'm guessing it'd be different for each person but as a general rule do you have like a things that appeal things that are like someone might say or send to you and you're like well this has put me off straight away anything kind of like that in terms of when people want to be represented and yeah it, yeah let's yeah, start could, there yeah. yeah and then if there's anything else yeah so I feel like my advice to people would be if you're seeking representation and you're sending out emails um, or you're like reaching out on Instagram or whatever channel you're doing it on is always personalise the emails for myself if it's literally I know it's a generic email that you're copy and pasting to 20 agencies which I know people do I've done it you have to hustle we have to graft mm. but I just think even if you can add in a sentence or two that personalises it that shows that you've looked over their website or you could say for example I saw you won an award for this or you had someone in this it just shows that you've done your research and you're not just reaching out to every single agency you can so I think that would be advice number one is tailor Mm. what you're emailing um, yeah to me it just makes me skim over it because I'm like oh this is a generic yeah um, so yeah I would say that is a big one and I would also say um, in terms of representation if that's where we're starting find agencies that you feel could represent you like I think some people just want to be they just want to be represented but you need to find an agency that ah they get people work in the area I want to go into or it looks like the kind of agency I'd get on with so I think yeah tailor the agency that you want don't just try and get represented by anyone out there because it needs to be a correct fit is what I would say yeah, yeah I think that makes a lot of sense a lot of sense because it's a it's a two-way relationship isn't it you know it's 100%. yeah because you, you kind of you're working collectively to the same goal so that most people can at the end of the day make a bit of money so. yeah you put your trust in someone so like you need to trust them so i always say to everyone that regardless of what jobs you've seen and get people or all the glitz and the glamour you need to bond with your agent or agency because that to me is like rule number one if you don't bond with them or you don't feel like you've got a relationship then it's never gonna it's never gonna work or go anywhere because mm. um, you hear so many stories only people like ah, I can't message my agent I can't speak to them yeah and that's like then, then you've lost already yeah definitely yeah because you definitely want to be able to talk about stuff that's important I mean if you one of the things we talked about in a podcast that we recorded a couple of well the other day was about taking a break and one of the things that pops to my mind at least if you can't tell your agent or whatever oh I've booked a holiday for this date you could end up in a really difficult situation because there's definitely agents out there who like whatever you use tagmen or whatever that you you say I'm going to be away from this date from this from this date to this date who just completely ignore that and I'll still send you a casting I'll still expect you to do it and you'd be like I mean bloody Barbados what do you want me to do you know <laughs> <laughs> God, you must be interested in good work. Yeah, 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 100%. But 
Was there anything like in a different aspect? Like what about in, in a, say, a, a meeting, like a face-to-face meeting? Is there anything that like, I don't know why the phrase turn on and turn off keeps coming to my head. <laughs> we, we, I, I don't know if you're dating at the same time, but <laughs> you know what I mean? So where do you want to take this? What kind of meeting are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think in a meeting sense, I always say to people like, I love when people come prepared with questions like I know some people feel like I can't ask questions because mm. I'm trying to get wrecked but like I know that shows that someone knows their stuff and that they also they know what they're doing um, I'm not saying come with a thousand questions but even if got one or two like I'm like oh wow they really like they want to make sure it's right for them because I think sometimes people think that they're trying to impress the agency but it also mm. works the other way around yeah um so yeah, I would say in a meeting sense, questions are great. You can never ask too many questions. And also, um, I think in a meeting sense, I would I would avoid. I know it's the one thing that people always want to ask. People always say, "What's the biggest thing that you've got somebody in?" And I always say to them, "There isn't," because my biggest role might not be what you what you think is big. Like to you, yeah. mm. could be a West End a West End role but to someone else it could be a Netflix series yeah you know I mean? yeah so that's really a question that can't really be answered so yeah I would say in the meeting sense come prepared with questions and um yeah kind of know not know your stuff about the agency but know your stuff about you as a brand yeah that's what I would say because there's nothing worse when you're sat in meetings with someone they don't know what kind of artist dancer actor that they want to be um because we also as agents need stuff to go off so if someone says I just want to be an actor I'm like yeah but what kind of acting oh I do anything yeah like, where, where do I take do you know what I mean you need to have yeah. I, I get that people are open to try things but I feel like you have to have a direction that you want to head down yeah you know I think we we chat about this a lot in the sense of and I don't know from your experience if you think the same but for new grads coming out of like this sort of like training you know they come out there's so much pressure on them to get a job to go to all these additions to sign with an agent because they see all their peers signing with an agent mm. and it becomes such an external thing it's such a I want them to like me I want I need to get this like I need to they're looking for some sort of validation from the outside world whereas if they went in being like this is who I am this is what I can do could we work together is that going to work well am I going to like them that's no one stops to ask themselves that, you know, am I going to like them as well? And that's how you're going to get the best out of your agent relationship, I believe, anyway. 100% because they need, you need your agent to know your brand because, like, for example, if I was to take you on, Sarah, I could just write, oh, she's a dancer, but, like, I don't know, I need to know what kind of dancer you are. What, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we need to have that relationship. If I'm just stopping you for any dance job, do you know what I mean? I need to know what kind of what direction do you want to head down as a dancer. Yeah. So your agent also needs to understand your brand because otherwise you're going to just be in the rooms for all kinds of crazy stuff. Mm. Exactly. I think it's maybe important to note right now, just in case people don't know. So, and Danny, you can expand on this a little bit. When you're applying for an agency, what tends to happen is you apply, you submit yourself via email or. What would you say normally email people submit themselves for? Normally. Normally email, but I mean, you can contact them anyway. Yeah, no? Same <laughs> so You can go through the website sometimes. Right. Yeah. Well, what, how do you feel about people like reaching out on Instagram or something? I think it's great because I think it shows 
in, in a sense, it shows that people have got fire because they're looking for Instagram, they've seen in your bio or whatever that you work for said talent agency or you are an independent agent and they're like, they want to work with you. So I think it shows, yeah, willingness. That I mean to. Well, that's good Reach out, send you their spotlight. Yeah. That's good to know because I think for me, I would have been like, oh, no, I can't do that. Yeah, I definitely would have felt like I was being too pushy in that sense, but... Mm. I don't know why. It, it I think years ago, it probably would have years ago, it probably would have been a bit more like that's not professional. But I think because social media now has got such a presence, yeah, it's not probably seen as a bit more acceptable. I suppose you're still going to do it in a professional manner, on you know, yeah. yeah. Hi, mate. Do you want to <laughs> get me on your books? And then it's going to have a very different feel, isn't it? I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> I also think it depends. It depends. I also say as well, it depends on how your agent is in your relationship because for me I always say to all of my guys you can message you can watch at me and say hey babe hey doll like I'm not one you don't have to be like hello Danny do you know what I mean just yeah, say yeah. Hey, right, babe do you know what I mean like I like to keep it pretty like a friendship and I think that breaks the barrier straight away yeah it has to be a formal email of hello Danny just do you know what I mean just call yeah. me babe yeah. say whatever you want yeah I like that that's good <laughs> Personable, isn't it? Personable. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I was just kind of explaining the process of applying for an agency. If people don't know, so you submit in whichever way feels right to you, feels whatever. And then what will normally happen is you'll have an agency meeting where if if they're interested in you, they'll invite you to meet up. They'll, this is what we were chatting about a minute ago, where you'll ask each other questions. You'll see if you feel like you could work together. It's a bit like a, a, a job interview, isn't it? Yeah. Like, uh, that kind of... I think a lot of people also think once, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, Danny, but once you get invited to go to that agency meeting, people are like, I'm in there, I've got it. But it might not work, you might not be compatible for each other. So it's a bit like dating. Yeah, it is. You're right. It's like going on a date. You need to make sure that you bounce off each other and that, going back to what we said before, that you understand each other as individuals and as as their craft. Mm. Exactly, yeah. Because sometimes sometimes you can sit with someone and think, God, you are the most talented person I've probably seen today, but there's just not a vibe. Like, I don't think I can push you, you know? Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's very much a, it's a two-way interview, I guess, as well, isn't it? Because you're going to want to make sure you can get out. Either way, you want to make sure you can get as much out of that relationship as you possibly can from a... Uh, you know an agent perspective or a performing perspective exactly it's very interesting Hmm. so I know that you spoke about um, people making emails and stuff personable and that stands out to you but what else stands out to you when someone's applying like what what can make you be like well maybe that's it's something in their showreel or something I don't know what what would that be for you um a lot of the time it's nice when people have like a specialist skill like they might be able to do sync or they might be out like they're a gymnast you know like they've, they've got a little niche that you can be like ah i wouldn't put that with you looking at your headshots and stuff so i always look for people that have special skills so i would say to like actors and stuff you can always learn a new skill like mm. whether that's as simple as stage combat swords um right up to gymnastics and stuff so yeah it's nice when people have other specialist skills um or puppetry skills to go with it so i look for things like that and i also look for i look for people people that like necessarily are quite unique in terms of you look at their headshots but then their showroom might completely be different to their headshots mm. like yeah i like when people have a bit of fire to them 
Amazing. I like that. Good to I know. like that. Um, I I feel like once you have say you've done the meeting, you've you've taken someone onto your books. Um, do you like there to be a certain sort of working relationship from a pers- your perspective as an agent? Because I I know there's definitely going to be performers out there who are like okay, I've got my agent, I'm just going to sit and wait. Yeah, I always say to my guys like, if you ever feel like you want to. Uh, you've seen an audition come up or you've seen something feel free to flag it feel free to say I've seen this I'm really interested I think I'm the perfect casting type for whatever the role is um, feel free to keep that communication flowing um, and I also say to them like keep the communication flowing because otherwise we're going to lose that mm. we're going to lose that bond because I won't know what you're doing even down to little things if they're like hey I've just got a full time job so then I know you're going to be a lot busier. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I say keep the communication going and I, I would also say to people like, also do respect that your agent is a human. Um, Absolutely. And like some people, like you said earlier, Harry, some people think that their agent just focuses on them so they'll message them at 10 at night and that like, just respect that they have families, they have friends, they also have a life outside of being your agent. So I think it's, knowing that you can communicate when you need to but you're not messaging every day all day you yeah. know yeah yeah I think it's finding that balance and that's what I try to get through to my guys is like if you need me message me but please not every day all day yeah you know yeah I think that's fair I think, yeah it's it's all about balance isn't it which is definitely something yeah. I think we we talk about a lot in definitely in uh, working and taking a break podcast yeah. episode um, yeah that's yeah I like that um, I want you as my agent, Danny. Drop me a message. Drop me an Instagram DM. You're going to have everyone messaging you now after this, being like, I want him as my agent. You're going to get inundated. Um, I was going to say, do you have anything you want to sort of say as an agent? I feel sometimes, certainly I've probably said it already, being a performer... Agents may have a certain stigma or whatever. Is there anything that you like? It doesn't have to be either. But is there anything you want to say? Is like from the perspective of an agent, like a viewpoint, or do you know what I'm trying to what? say? Like an opinion? What are you gonna say? Yeah, just something you wish the industry knew. Like, yeah, or maybe something you didn't know before being an agent, like as a performer, and then you've become an agent, and you were like, oh, you know, yeah. like what would be beneficial? Insightful. For, yeah. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that. Like, I think you don't realise how much more goes into being an agent and how much more they do for you that you don't see. So I think people sometimes need to respect that agents are doing a lot more for you than they'll ever tell you. Mm. Um, Because if they told you every single email they sent, every single submission, be here all day. So I think from a performer, like, have the... Obviously, if you're feeling like they're not doing enough for you, definitely flag it. But I would say have a that trust in your agent that they are pushing you as hard as they can and that's something I learned being an agent is like you really have to push people and mm. half the time you won't get a reply back um, or sometimes as well like you'll see a casting and you'll be like ah oh, Harry's perfect for that but the casting director might not think that you are yeah, yeah. so it it's, it's not always a match made in heaven in that sense. So, yeah, I think trust your agent. And being an agent, I've realised how much more goes into it than just sitting on spotlight, sending a headshot off, see you later. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? 
So I think that's one thing I would say with being an agent is have respect for them and also, and the big thing I always say, and I say to all of my guys, and I know that every agency is different and they work differently. Some agencies send a submission list at the end of every week. I always say to my guys, if you're gonna ask for your submission list, please only ask every two to three months. And I always say that to them from a mental health perspective, because mm. if you're being sent every week and I'm like, oh Zara, I've submitted you a thousand things this week, your mental health is gonna to start declining. Whereas if you see a three month breakdown, it's a bit easier to digest. Yeah, that so makes I just sense. Think, don't get obsessed with asking, do you know what I mean? If, you, if you've not heard anything for two weeks, do you know what I mean? Just chill out a bit and don't let yourself be like, oh, what have you stopped me for? What have you stopped me for? Because it's damaging for you. And I think yeah. sometimes actors can think that the agent is hiding information, but they're actually a lot of the time doing it to protect you. That's, you know? that's a, yeah, that's it's very all about interesting. That that trust you were talking about that's why you need to have that initial meeting and you need to know if you work well with them because if you don't trust them then that's when all this is going to come up with absolutely yeah. it's like you were saying earlier as well danny you want to keep that relationship keep that the, the chat flowing and yeah keep everything up to date and current from both sides because that's so important and i think that is that in a sense that's one of the bottom lines isn't it we're all humans and we're all we all like to communicate in some way and that if you have a good communicative relationship, you're gonna have a better result, even if it's not as busy as you might like it to be, or however you in, perhaps envisioned it. It might be a bit of a reality check, I don't know. <laughs> exactly, no, it's true. No, I like that. Nice. Like that. Yeah, have we got any other questions? Uh... We, we always write a list of things we wanna talk about, and then we definitely like, go like not in order if it's yeah, numerical go we'll go for like one five three seven i know <laughs> i don't know i'm looking at this is there anything else uh... <laughs> have you got anything you want to ask us not that you have to um oh turn the table. <laughs> um yeah how did you find coming out of drama schools or coming out of any kind of thing like that how did you find the pressure of people being like you need to get an agent if you don't get an agent because I feel mm. like it is you are without it's getting better but if you're the one that doesn't sign from your year it's always like oh damn so how did you find that pressure when you first were like hunting for an agent in that field Interesting. do you want to go first yeah. we'll have different perspectives uh, on this because you've come from a dance perspective yeah. it was definitely very so it's different in the sense of I think so I, I trained on a dance course and I think there was obviously pressure to get an agent and it was it was so com it maybe wasn't pressure maybe that's not the word it was competitive it was like this person's got this agent what agent can I get and then if someone wasn't getting an agent they were like well you know I'm doing better than you because I can get a job and not pay commission and it was it was a competitive environment with those however many people in your year of like who's doing better than who that's like outwardly what was mm. going on um and I think that made a lot of people sign like how you were saying earlier with agents they wouldn't necessarily sign with um like in hindsight I think a lot of people would walk away and be like yeah that that maybe wasn't for me or whatever but um it is it's that pressure that competitiveness that and I think having left dance college and whatever and had some time away I would act so differently now like I, I never went into an agency audition and thought 
I've got something to offer you, like this is what I can do. I was 100% like you said, I wanted them to like me, I wanted, which is it's not the way to be at all. I um, wonder, it might just uh, when you said it earlier, I thought, I wonder if that's something you could have made to think or sort of constructed to subliminally think whilst training. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because you kind of, um, I'd, I'd go as far as to talk about traditional school system as well. I was looking for gratification and to get it to get it right. But that's maybe a different conversation, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, probably another podcast. Did you have anything else for that? Or well you've thrown me off now. Sorry. No I'm joking. Um no, I def- it was competitive and I think that competitiveness brought the pressure. But what I was actually gonna say was that I think for the musical theatre course and even the actors, it was a whole other level because Again, tell me if I'm wrong, Danny, but you it, it's somewhat easier. Like they do so much so many open call cruise editions and so many like dance editions where you could submit yourself. Um, which again, tell me if I'm wrong, I'm not an actor or whatever, but I feel like to get in for like musicals and whatever is the agents can see more on spotlight, they can submit you for more, you know. Mm. Tell me if I'm wrong, you've gone silent. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good, you're good, no, it's true. True. Uh, so. I think I kind of agree. Maybe I don't, I, I've never come from a dance perspective, yeah. but I can see what you mean. I think it's just because, like, we didn't have like you guys. You know, you've told me, and I know that musical theatre course, and I think that acting course where I trained had a showcase where mm. they invited loads of agents. And MT went to London to do a showcase there, where the agents could come to them. Um, whereas we didn't have that. We had our end of year shows, you know, and we submitted to to agents like out with that but we never invited anyone really to come watch us it wasn't really a thing like that so okay that's interesting i i kind of the start of what you were saying is kind of similar we i mean obviously like you said we had a showcase we we had one in birmingham and one in london and we we as a year group we were told like right you got this certain amount of time go look up a load of agents and invite them and i remember making loads of letters sending loads of emails and mm. all as a little cohort which was quite cool and then we did our showcase in Birmingham and then we did one in London um, and that was all quite fun exciting and nerve-wracking I quite enjoyed it personally but then afterwards when people start getting responses about representation and all that kind of stuff the whole sort of atmosphere kind of went into like a like everyone whispers and like oh they've got this and like people who've been you thought were quite good friends are all of a sudden not so good friends over something that I was like well why don't why? I've, I felt quite sad because I was like we've been together for three years we've sort of gone through all our ups and downs and people being you know in good relationships bad relationships all the rest of it but no, none of us are the same none of us can offer the same thing as mm. do you know what I mean and I don't know. It, the other thing I, I found was that within that, people would start talking about certain agencies in a certain way, which I think is really detrimental. Um, it, it, almost like saying, oh, well, you've got an offer for them, but I've got an offer from this yeah. person, so they're much better than it. Which I think. Like it's not only pressure to get an agent, it's pressure to get a certain agent, and like it's a load of rubbish. I, I, I think it all comes for me, it comes back to what we've kind of talked about a lot in this is that it's about finding the right relationship to you. Mm. I don't think it matters what who the agent is, what the name of the agent is, it's about your journey, yeah, um, w- with 
your prospective agent as a as a duo or have you know in that working relationship because that's the thing that's your common goal like we've already said is t- to get work so you can both get some money and develop that career for both of you so that that should be the goal in my mind but it's definitely not something you, you think about if in you know what I mean it's you get caught up in the whole again it's that outward perception it's nothing you don't look mm. inward you're not like who am I what am I doing which is everything we try and teach at Quartz Academy it's always mm-hmm. who like it's always outward it's always like do you know what I'm trying to say hmm. it's like I want this yeah, I, think you, I, I think you hit the nail on the head there as well like there's no there isn't one agency that's like the top agency all, like you, you'll speak to 10 actors and they all have a different opinion on an agency mm. so it's all depends who fits for you so your best friend could have had the best time at a certain agency but another best friend could have hated it was hell so you i think sometimes when you're looking at agents you have to shut off everyone else's opinion and viewpoint and go with yeah where you feel you're going to be um best fitted absolutely Um, yeah but and i feel like i feel like that's one thing that needs to stop being squashed a bit like obviously it's great to be represented and it does give you it's good to have it in your bio that you're repped but it's we need to try and squash this thing where like if you're the one or two that doesn't get repped from your year that you're automatically a worse actor or a worse dancer Mm -mm. because it's not true it's like it doesn't mean that your capability is any less than anybody else because you're not repped exactly I I know so many people from my like sort of circles who have graduated not got an agent not got a job in the first little while and are the ones who are doing so well now and have had the longevity and the whereas the people that have maybe this is just this doesn't go for everyone i'm not saying that but like people who leave training with an agent and get right into a job and whatever are off doing like i don't know it's another job now which is okay but it's like it doesn't mean one thing. There's not one path for anyone. It's not like you're, no, you're worth. for everyone. Your worth does not depend on if you've got an agent or if you've got a job. Or you're still a dancer. You're still an actor. You're still a performer. You're still working in the field, whether you're working on an actual job or working with an agent or not. It doesn't yeah. matter. I think as well that you know, a certain. Well, Danny, for example, if you were looking to, you know, you'd come to my showcase, but you already had someone in your books who is, you know, the same as me. You're not going to take me on necessarily because it's like, well, I've already got someone of that sort yeah. of caliber, so it doesn't make sense to have two people that you're potentially going to pile off against each other in auditions. I or feel does it? that on another <laughs> level because I am, I've got brown hair, brown eyes, and like the most generic looking person, like wanting to do like cabarets and stuff, which everyone else who looks like me wanted to do, like. So I understand that. You should have shaved your head or something. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, though. It is so competitive, especially now, because the the castings are now so open, mm. like, which they should be, but like, mm-hmm. for most roles, there's not a set look now or a set um, style they want. So, yeah, it's a lot more competitive. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing I would say, it would be represented. Some people think that minute they're represented they're going to be doing 70 self-tapes a week going to 50 auditions like you can have three months of nothing mm. um like from experience like i have some people where two months i'm 
flogging them. It sounds like I'm flogging the dead horse. I don't mean that, but I mean, like, I'm, I'm sobbing them like crazy, nothing. And then I'll have a week where we'll have 10 tapes. And so it's just like, there's no maths to this industry. There's no yeah. way to, so yeah, you can have a few quiet months and then you can be crazy busy. So I think that's another thing for people to understand that it swings roundabouts a lot. Absolutely. I've always said that. It's like, but waiting for a bus, like you, <laughs> it takes ages. It's like, I should have had three buses by now and then they'll all come in one go. <laughs> exactly. And like, yeah, I've, I've absolutely always felt that auditions are like, and tapes are like buses. I don't know if that's similar for you, but yeah, there's yeah. always audition seasons where you mm. have six in a week and then none for six that's months. That's true, actually. I suppose that's something to consider, isn't it? That you'll have your panto season auditions and mm. your, uh, What's it? Um, pilot season is another thing, which maybe, I don't know if there's so much of a thing in the UK. It's definitely a thing in the States, isn't it? Um, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. There'll be different seasons for different kind of things. And mm. yeah, interesting. Interesting. It's been very insightful talking to you, Danny. Mm, so absolutely. grateful to have you on. When you do these things, you think, God, what if they're like, you don't have a clue what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> No, Danny, remember, look inwards, look at what you've got to give us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, practice what you preach. We, exactly. we knew you had have so much to offer this, I which know. is why we asked you. We wouldn't reach out if we didn't know. <laughs> Bless you. And I think it's nice because, yeah, some people don't, yeah, they don't really understand. It's not really spoke about, is it, the in-depth? Absolutely. And I always say, the way I explain it to people that like, are not in this industry, like my parents, for example, is mm-hmm. it's probably one of the only industries where you train, but you're never guaranteed a job at the end. Like if you were to train to be a doctor or a lawyer, yeah. okay, you might not get a job, but there's a okay, like likelihood that you're going to have a job at the end. Yeah. If you're trained to be a teacher, whereas it's the only industry where you train and you could never work in that industry ever. Yeah, yeah. it's a very good point. You know, so it's, it's very hard in that sense. People don't understand that side of it. And yeah. I think that's a hard hit as well, which I think we might have mentioned in another podcast. When you come out of training and you've had that, that bubble of intense classes of whatever and then it's like whoa the real world's just smack bang in the face and it's like like you say it could end up like that or you could have a long period of time where you're waiting for something Mm. so yeah it's important to consider that and then that comes back into mental health and understanding (laughs) (laughs) maybe we'll have to get you on again Danny do you know what I mean Mm, Mm. absolutely definitely absolutely yeah do we have any more questions or anything we want to discuss? I feel like I do, but I feel like it's going to have to be Danny part two, you know? <laughs> Would you be up for a part two? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do it again. Let's get back do on. Again. Do you know what we'll do, right? This is a great idea. We will, we should, whenever you're free, like in the future, uh, we'll put our, a thing on our social media and we'll get questions from everyone out there who wants, Ooh, who's yeah. got questions to ask. And then we'll yes. get you back on and we'll get your questions answered. So if we've not covered something today, if we've gone off on a tangent, which we love to do. We, you do. Know? we do. And yes. you're like, I wanted you to speak about this. Send it to us on, on over on our socials. Send it to Danny even. Um, we'll attach Danny's like details and handles and all the jazz to our podcast. So you can check it in the show credits below. But... Yeah, we'll we'll do a, a Danny part two at some point with all your questions answered. That sounds good. Yeah, hundred percent. There's probably so much we haven't covered because so many people have so many questions, don't they? Always, yeah. always. Questions are good. We learn more. We learn more. Lovely. Well, I hope that you take away from today, everyone listening, that when you're applying for an agent, if you even want an agent, if that's the route you want to go down, 
just be yourself. Go out and find someone who's right for you, whether that's a big name, a small name, whatever it is, you know. If you feel like you're going to be able to work well with them, then that's the right agent for you. Absolutely, yeah. Cool. Well, this has been lovely. Thank you so much for coming on, Danny. No, thank you. Keep smashing it, you two. You are <laughs> smashing it. And, yeah, it couldn't happen to two lovely people. So. Oh, well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Likewise, right back out here. Yeah, we no, love we you, Danny. I appreciate that. Cool. So, thank you so much for listening. Yes. Um, see you next week. Yeah, see you next week. Wee yeah. wee. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You have been listening to Tina Chat with Quartz Academy. If you have any questions or things you want to know, visit our website at www.quartzacademy.co.uk or email us info at quartzacademy.co.uk. You can also find us on our socials, Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Thanks for listening. We're so happy you're here. See you next week. Bye. Bye.